Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome to Bitch Talk. We've got so much to catch up on and wrap up for Camp Fest. Uh, I think Ange and I might take a little break breaky poo from film festivals because we just like did our what number of film fest was this eighth i think it was seventh. eighth seven seven seventh or eighth yeah of 2021 <laughs> it's only may it's yeah only may. and like we didn't expect to be covering this many films for this festival which i'm not, I'm not complaining but we we've been averaging like five at the least and ten right, right. plus at the most per right. festival sundance so, was probably still the most probably that seemed like, I don't know, maybe it wasn't. I think we had the most Sundance and Slamdance, maybe. We did about, we, well, we did about 15, I think, at Sundance. And okay. we're like at 11 for Cam. So Cam's like a good close Ooh. second. Look at you, Cam. And this is the first time that we've ever, and it's happened twice for Cam. This is the first time that we've ever just enjoyed an interview or a film so much that we decided to do two interviews for one film. And it happened oh. twice. So we're going to uh, talk about that. Okay. What? We're going to talk why? about that, huh? <laughs> why? Why not? Go ahead. Yeah, let's go. No, so we did for the fabulous Filipino brothers and then for oh, right. Ricoch- yeah. Ricochet. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we did kick it off with a bang. And I'm really happy that we started with fabulous Filipino brothers because it was really fun talking to Dante Bosco, somebody that we've seen on the screen since we were kids. Right. And we were all the same age. He, he, uh, he thought I was calling him out for being old, but I was like, no, we're all we're peers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and just finally, yeah. Caught up to Dante Bosco basically in age <laughs> this year. What physically? No. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> actually, he's in way better shape than I am. Who am I kidding? Um, yeah. But the, I think the surprise out of that film was the sister, by the way, who mm-hmm. I'll be the first to say, I didn't know that they had a sister who was involved mm-hmm. in the arts and um, she was wonderful. <laughs> like, and, the, and the cool thing is, yeah. So after our interview with, with Dante, we were talking to uh, his PR person, publicist manager, his publicist. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, you're talking about, you're, you're talking about uh, Ariana. We can have her on too. So we were like, fuck yeah. And the interviews were so different. They were mm-hmm. both really good, but so different and very telling of their lives and their, <laughs> their, their personalities that's like yeah. same, same family different scopes <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. different she, lenses her energy is real good it's like that boss bitch i don't give a fuck in the Fire. best way possible yeah energy <laughs> and um we only had 30 minutes with her well actually we were only supposed to have like 15 because she had a heart out and then we went out over a little just a little bit um yeah, and, I think I think after a while, everybody regretted it. it was like, oh, why'd we do this hard? Why'd we we schedule this on this hard, uh, this hard out? Because we probably could have gone another 15, 20 minutes oh, with her. Mm-hmm. We yeah. didn't even hit. We like we didn't even talk about gold. We didn't even get to talk about the 
the the video that she was that she had produced. Right. We're going to have the whole Bosco family on, you know, slowly, little slowly, but surely. And Ella J is going to be next because she's incredible too. Uh, her career and she's yeah. like what, 12 I don't even know and she already has this established career and she she's already a teenager? Uh, I don't know need a song with Ruby Barra so I, excuse me yeah I don't know what we're doing with our lives she was in birds of was it was it birds of prey birds of prey yes. yeah okay sure <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't put two I, I didn't put two and two together and I saw because of Ruby she was posting about gold leading up to cam they put it out like i think the week before cam or like the mm -hmm. first week of may kicking off asian uh right, api heritage month so i'm like cool and i didn't put together who ella j bosco was and then once we started talking to the bosco family like of course she's of course she's the niece of dante of course so mm -hmm. um it's just funny how it all works out and uh oh yeah ricochet uh that was uh it's a really important doc um not only just to san francisco and and in the landscape that we live in and and i remember kind of living through all of that um mm -hmm. story but um loved the filmmaker and um we also <laughs> we also had someone we've kind of wanted on the show uh maybe yeah i think adjacent i don't know he was on another podcast that's now I'm a producer on, I guess. I don't even know. Storied San Francisco. Anyways, um, yeah, Matt Gonzalez, who has an illustrious political career, but also um, is the lead prosecutor for San Francisco. Am I screwing that up, that title? Huh? Defender. Oh, lead public defender. Yes, of San Francisco. And he plays a huge role in Ricochet. Um, and yeah, those so are two different interviews yes also two different interviews but just for backstory aaron you know after she watched ricochet she's like we might be able to get matt gonzalez on right like would you be down <laughs> and i thought you know that was rhetorical because she knows my deep love and appreciation for him as a san francisco resident i lived in his district he was my supervisor i voted for him for mayor uh, i had beers with him when he was running for office and that was like as a young kid, fresh out of college, that was so cool to me. And it got me, you know, really into local politics because of that. So obviously I was like, yes, if we can get him on. And I texted him and two days later he was on the show. So that was not planned, but it was really exciting because he, um, he has had a huge impact on uh, San Francisco politics and, yes. and also just um, our faith in, in people in, that have positions of power that they can be uncorrupt and, <laughs> there effect, is a possibility. and effective and effective like i i um i i don't have all my notes in front of me but when i was doing my my uh research on matt gonzalez you know he's the guy who fought for a living wage in san francisco he's the guy who fought for keeping out chain stores in the neighborhoods in san francisco which is huge um so he's done a lot for the city uh not as an elected official but someone who's working within the political system. Um, but also if people don't know anything about Matt Gonzalez, he ran for mayor of San Francisco against Gavin Newsom. And I think they tied, is that right? No, no, Never mind. 
I thought he he well in the runoff um, there was nobody won enough to win. So okay. they so they had a, they had a runoff. So they had a runoff with yes. the top two, which right. was him and Gavin Newsom. And, and I think in the initial runoff, he got maybe 11 percent. And Gavin got I don't know. I'm not I'm gonna, not going to remember right. that number. But when they ran against each other one on one, he got 47 percent. He got a good amount. Like right. It was close considering he was not part of the machine. Nancy Pelosi and big names were not. <laughs> they yeah, were on Willie the side Brown. of Gavin Newsom. Yeah. yeah. It, so, yeah. so that's a huge feat. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember that working in uh, San Francisco in the newsrooms here, um, that it was huge. And I used to book, we didn't get to talk about this, maybe when we have beers, but I mean, I used to book him like on a weekly basis to come on the morning show between him and Gavin. They were always on our morning show. And so it's a weird like his a history adjacent for Ange and I and Matt Gonzalez has always been in like our spheres, but we've never actually got to talk with him. So I will be honest. I don't know why I was so nervous talking with him. <laughs> I think I just he's so smart. Sure, I read things. I'm somewhat smart, but he's so smart and just really measured when he talks about things. And like he just had an article up that he start, like went to and he's just a really seasoned professional. So. His NPR article. National Public Radio. <laughs> he's like, well, in this one article I wrote for the for National Public, Public Radio. <laughs> yeah, just brought it up. Like, uh, let me fumble, tabs let ready me fumble to go. through my notes that I like <laughs> hand that I hand wrote down on my paper. Um, but it was incredible having him on. I, I do hope we can have a beer with him and just I I want to know everything mm -hmm. about his career. Yeah, what he, what he can't say on air, just the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's definitely like for um as much progress as he's made and how successful he's been, he's he's also very balanced in that other side of his life, his art yes. and his um, passion for music. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of sides to him. I want to see yeah. the other sides. And the and the other thing is he ran. <laughs> he was the vice presidential nominee in the Green Party. Uh, Ralph Nader was running as president. He was vice president during, you know, that 2008 presidential <laughs> <laughs> presidential run. <laughs> do you, you know what that reminds me of, Aaron? Do you remember we were sitting down having dinner? I think it was like Valentine's Day something or something like that in like 2007. And it was you, me and a mutual friend. And you were like, do you do you like Barack Obama? And I was like, is that a band? I had no idea who that was. <laughs> and you looked at me like I was the biggest idiot ever, but I hadn't heard heard of him yet and that was when he started <laughs> maybe it was 2006 funny. i don't remember it might have been the first time it, I heard it was probably seven yeah and you made me feel so stupid i immediately went home and did research and have followed him ever since then because You're welcome. i was like oh the, the music or the yeah. <laughs> you know, what a band <laughs> yeah yeah There's, i bet there is a band now Barack Obama band. Anyways, yeah. hard Barack. And, uh, yeah, if there is it, there should be. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, hard Barack. Okay. Uh, no comment. Okay. It. Moving on. I didn't Moving mean it like on. that. You know, like hard rock, hard. Barack. Yeah, I got that. But then I was like, that's probably a porn. Anyways. <laughs> oh, oh God. I hope I hope he <sighs> never is on the show or never <laughs> about that. <laughs> Let me write that down as a hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> oh, let's God. move on. Let's move on. Um, the other 
side story, if we want to talk about this too, is that, you know, we are somehow offered to, uh, <laughs> To host, not host, but like, yeah, moderate. moderate a panel with Margaret Cho. And we had just asked to have her on the podcast. And they're like, well, why don't, how about if you guys just moderate this panel? And uh, <laughs> sure. And we said yes, because, you know, you have to. And um, unfortunately, my co host couldn't make it. Um, but thank God, Ange, thank you for sitting with me the day before and us going through our notes. That was so helpful. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we were prepared and, and so prepared. Well, leading up Thank to you. This, leading up to this, we were we were so excited, obviously, but like sweating. I think every day at some point of the day, I started sweating thinking about the moderating this panel, but super excited. So um, finally, we were like, OK, let's get our notes together. Let's talk about the interview beforehand, which we never do. <laughs> We never <laughs> which kind of works it. for us. It kind of works for us because, you know, your questions take me by surprise so we can react to each other as well. I right. think it works. Yeah. But for something like this, that's that's so big, you know, and we're representing Cam as well. We wanted to do a really good job. So we met up the day before or we, we got on the phone the day before, went through notes, went through an order, how we're going to how the conversation will flow. Um, yeah. And I think we were really thorough and prepared. So then actually on Saturday, I felt really good. And then Sunday morning, I felt really good, too. And I was like, this is exciting. I'm ready. And then <clears throat> just for some backstory, because I had a, a, a couple of friends reach out and be like, how come you're not here? What's wrong? Because <laughs> people were expecting to see the both of right, us, obviously. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And they're, um, like, who's, they're like, who's this bitch? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only one bitch. Where's the second bitch? Yeah, that's, that's um, true. So, uh, yeah, the, that day I had to uh, take my mom to get some staples and she has a head wound and we had to take her to get I had to take her to get staples. Uh, it was a whole thing. Actually, it's the, the second time that I uh, day that I spent in the ER while we were covering cam. So it's been like a crazy week, but she's fine. But it was a last minute thing that I had to do. You know, there was <laughs> there was no waiting. Um, so I was. I was so sad that I had to miss out, but I knew you were going to do great because we had prepared and I was getting oh screenshots sent of the screen of you with Margaret Cho. And I was so happy. I was so Dude. happy and proud of you. Thanks. Cause I, I would have been shitting myself if, I, if well, I was alone. How do you know I didn't? <laughs> I think that was that you mentioned that I as, cl I as that clenching text. as clenching really tight. I think that was the text that I got when I sent Aaron right after. As soon as it was over, I, and I thank you, Char. I sent that to you. I was like, you, you did a great job, blah blah. She's like, I think I just shit myself. <laughs> it, well, I mean. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. I was like, and I'm like, and I just keep sending Bravo gifs. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I couldn't. I, I, I was so sad that I couldn't even when I knew what time because we were supposed to log in at three thirty-five. I was like, I can't even look at the time. I don't even want to know because I was so sad that I wasn't there. But afterwards, you texted me and asked how my mom was doing, and I was like, Wait, how was the the panel? And you were like, I think I blacked out. Like you don't yeah. even remember. I mean, I, I, I do, but you know, as it's going on, the, the back end of it is like, you have a chat going, you have like the people that are producing the show chatting you, we had to do a Q and a, so they're filtering through the Q and a and sending it to me. So I'm trying to like, you know, you're just juggling a lot of stuff. It's like, and I said, it's time. Like, and because the you time. had a certain amount of time with Margaret, a certain yeah. amount of time with the filmmakers. They're giving me time cues time too. So yeah. <laughs> well, crazy. I, I was also giving Aaron 
aired shit because I think um, when we first got offered, when the, when when Michelle, um, when Cam first offered uh, Margaret to us, oh. Aaron was like, "I don't want to do this without." Anne. Well, I <laughs> and then the and then I think an hour it was like an hour and a half before we were talking about getting together on a Zoom call. Before, I set up a Zoom call right for, before. For, yeah, yeah. The, for the three of us before you guys had to go to three thirty five to do your green room before the actual event. And uh, Aaron's like, I, I I'm less nervous about this than <laughs> Matt Gonzalez. And then, <laughs> and then I dropped the bomb. Well, okay. So just, okay. To give further context, I, I had spent Thursday, you know, this was on, on Sunday. I had spent Thursday all day at the ER with my mom getting her stitches. And so I um, fast forward to Sunday, I send the zoom link so we can all chat before and, and warm up, you know, yeah. and, and get, get ready. Figured it, and then, figuratively and literally with a little shot. Yes, exactly. As we do, as we do. And then um, in the interim of me sending the invite for that Zoom link, two of my mom's stitches had popped. So then I had to rush her to the ER, like like right after I sent that that Zoom link an hour later. You know, it was just that quick. It was so quick because it was like I thought I was looking at my phone because I think I was going to. uh, log into the Zoom call in like 10 minutes and I saw a missed call from Erin. I was like, hey, what's up? And she's like, Ange can't show up. And when you, when it's like Ange, when it's like Ange can't be there, I know immediately that it had something to do with your mom. So I was like, oh shit, is everything? Yeah, I know. And you're like, I can't do anything. I'm like, I know. I it's fine. It's gonna be totally fine. Um, well, I called you knew because I called you and I never call you. So whenever I call Erin, she answers the phone. What's up? What's wrong? <laughs> She's like, it's like, what's happening? Is everything okay? What's what is what is it? <laughs> that's funny. I've called well, you like four times in my, in our friendship. Through no, that's not true. Maybe ten. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I I also had, and I don't know if we talked about it on air, but I think I told you guys earlier in the week. Like I wasn't stressed out about it until Ange told me she was stressed out about it. <laughs> And then like that night, I had a stress dream about the entire show, the the panel, which included that once we were about to get on stage, it was actually going to be a live event in my dream. So we're about to get on stage and then Ange gets a call and she can't go on with me. So that was already in my dream. So then fast forward to Sunday and you call me and you're like, I got to take my mom to the hospital. I was like, well, guess I'm psychic. I don't even know. It was not... <laughs> That's not a fun thing to be psychic about. And then, you know, my poor fiance is trying to cheer me up and he's like, you can do this. I believe in you. And I'm like, please get out. Please get out. <laughs> please come. Please get out of my alone. Yes. <laughs> so he's, I, he's one of my biggest cheerleaders and I appreciate him. But at that moment, I'm like, please get out of my face. <laughs> so, so, so funny is because I think I, what's the, the funniest thing about this is we know you guys so well. So I can totally picture the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of I my mean, face. all of the emotions. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm like, and I can't cancel. <laughs> so I just turned the, I turned the shower on and super hot and put on prints, man. That's what Ooh. I did. I just had to like, and then just give myself some, some, uh, you know, inspirational conversation. <laughs> it's fine. 
totally fine. It all worked out, man. It all, it all worked out, but you were missed. Um, I brought up some of your questions. Thank you so much. Um, I do have to tell you, we had the green room beforehand. So it's so, I mean, green rooms are already awkward. We've been in a few and you're just like, eh, are you cool to say hi? Or and also, <laughs> we, don't, we also don't want to like blow the conversation for right. exactly kind of like, mm. and so, um, the filmmakers are really excited, which is really sweet. I, I guess I don't know the whole dynamics between them and Margaret, but they were so excited to be on a panel with her. So I'm guessing maybe the last time they saw her was only when they filmed in December. Mm-hmm. And so um, so they came in and then Margaret came in and then they were all kind of talking. I said, hi. And um, they were talking about acupuncture. And so, <laughs> so they're talking about acupuncture and Margaret's talking about her person, which is really funny. And I was like, oh, how did you find your acupuncturist? And she's like, well, you know, my mom's like the biggest Engelberg Humperdinck fan <laughs> and I'm friends with his son. And that's how I got introduced to my acupuncturist. <laughs> I was like, oh, my of course, God. that's of course, that's how you found your acupuncturist. The, the connections are so random. I can't. Right. It's so weird. <laughs> and and she's like, yeah, she's not a Tom Jones fan. She's an Engelbert Humperdinck and I'm friends with her, the son. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) But it was just, it was a fun conversation. But I also was like, not sick. It's just the weird, like, hmm, like what we're doing here on Zoom. But I was just being really weird and quiet. because I'm like, I just don't want to say anything because it's more fun in the moment. (laughs) Well, that's kind of funny because then we can talk about that can lead us to our interview uh, with the crew from Lumpia with a Vengeance. Okay. Yeah. So that super fun interview, we talked to the director, Patricio Janelsa, and then two of the lead stars, April Absinthe and and Katrina Demaranon. So anyway, after our interview, it was obviously really fun. (laughs) Typically, after our interview, we will just kind of chat a little bit longer and, you know, maybe say some things we wouldn't feel safe saying during recording, you know, something that will spoil the movie or whatever. And they just started chatting like they were old friends that hadn't seen each other in forever. And we were just kind of watching. We were just like, ah. <laughs> and then really I, cute. I lost, you didn't, I lost track of time. And then we ended up being linked to our other interview. So. Yeah, but it was they funny. were all catching up is cute. Yeah. Cause they hadn't, it's like they hadn't spoken since, you know, they were all together on the film set or something because of quarantine and whatever. So they were all just like, how was this? And how was that? And they were, they were telling us funny behind the scenes stories and it, it was really sweet. And we were just kind of sitting there like enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other uh, conversation that also st- sticks out to me um, was a conversation with the director, Young Chang uh, from Wuhan, Wuhan. Mm, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I thought, I, out of all of our conversations, that's, that's kind of the, I mean, obviously Margot Cho and Dante are totally different, but, um, and maybe because it was our first, wasn't it our first interview for Cam? Fabulous uh, Filipino brothers. It was Those Dante, two were first. Dante, Dante and Ariana, Ariana and, and, then, and then Young. And then young. Um, I don't know. I just found to be that, that conversation to be really interesting. And I like that he kind of swore a little bit. I wasn't expecting that <laughs> from him during the podcast yes we so, always enjoy the cussing yeah always um i thought on he was that note, super reserved and then he just went for the cussing so anyways i love that mm-hmm. well uh on that note american-ish uh director uh, Zawari. 
Yeah. She welcomed us. I, I, like, wish as I, I don't know if she... I caught it if I if I was recording right then, but right as soon as I let her in, she's like, What's up, bitch? Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, whoa, hey. It's yep. Like, Good morning. Love, it was yes. awesome. I love that yeah. energy. We we got a lot of uh, love for the bitch talk name uh from a lot of these filmmakers. So that yeah, they were that was a great conversation too. But I wanted to bring up Luna Minot, who is an artist. Oh. <laughs> And we watched her documentary, Who is Luna Minow? And I think for those of you that have listened to it, you're probably going to have no clue what this documentary is about because we don't either. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's like in a really good, artistic, interesting way. Yeah, there's just twists. And it's like, wait, what's real? And who is who now? And yeah, it just, but it was, I, I, because of the documentary and the way it is, we had no clue what to expect from her. No. Um, you know, will, will she be this crazy? I don't, or will she be really serious? Will she, you know, just, I had no clue what to, is she going to find us boring and, you right. know, and <laughs> we're not cool enough. We're not yeah. cool enough for her. Yeah. All of those were totally valid uh, expectations, but she was really sweet. And I, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed just talking to her because I just want to hang her out mind, with her. Yeah, her mind is like so special. I have no idea how she comes up with what she does. She lives in New York or L.A. I think it's L.A., huh? That house remember. that they're filming in. The house uh, looks like West Coast, not yeah, East Coast. I don't but... know. She'd be so cool to hang out with. <laughs> I don't care what we do. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. um, she's an inspiration. Like, seriously, she just keeps creating. And I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. And she doesn't like there's no there's no boundaries with what she does. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome. And I don't know how old she is. It's like, who is um, Luna Minow? And then how old is she? <laughs> she's only like 150. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's she Benjamin Button. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I have never met anyone that just outright says, I never doubt myself. Yeah. I, I have like, never doubted okay. myself. <laughs> like, Fantastic. respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like well we'll end the the conversation there um yeah i and i think um to round up round out the conversations um the interview with the director alice Gu of donut king um i love that documentary i i'm so excited mm-hmm. for people to see it um it came out on uh, your local pbs station may 24th um just an interesting and yet another interesting immigration story um, and all about donuts, but not really all about donuts, about the fucking pink box. <laughs> just like just so many like layers to that film. And also not to. Well, if you haven't listened to it, let's do it. But um, they were able to use a Wu-Tang song in there. And I thought that was rad. I, I just really love the style of that film um, and the way that she told mm-hmm. the story. So. Um, and it's a female the American it's dream. Rad. The American dream is, is a complicated dream. It's, Correct. it's very layered. Yes. <laughs> and filled with not a- fried dough. <laughs> well, I think just all around, I think right now we, we didn't expect to cover all these films, but no. just the reoccurring theme. I and mean, we, we, we didn't even talk about all of them. One voice legacy and lineage, um, because we are girls, it's just like the representation that Cam Fest brings every year, especially right now, was really comforting, I think, because we're all kind of in this space of just trying to heal, trying to 
not be afraid for for our communities um, and just watching film after film, you know, they're so different. The the whole uh, run, running the whole gamut, right, of documentary feature shorts, whatever. It was just really empowering and comforting, a very comforting experience to cover Cam this year. Yeah. And the race epidemic. Um, oh, yes. Which is. Which again, I am glad that they brought it up or you brought it up, Ange, but I, I do think they could make a multi-part series um, mm-hmm. if, they, if they're so inclined. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, comforting is a good word for it. It's just, you know, we can talk about Asian American Pacific Islander violence for days and every, you know, every probably episode, but it's so nice to shine a light on all of these artists um, and what they're doing and what they're saying and the stories they're telling. So um, I love focusing on that stuff. We're doing, we're doing shit. (laughs) We're making shit. And uh, we like to have them on our show. So that's our cam fest 2021 wrap. We're going to take a little uh, siesta from some film festivals. Maybe well, actually no, because we have Kevin film festival coming up. Um, (laughs) But we ourselves will be having a nice break. Yes. uh, We're taking a little break, but um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Please support all of the artists that you heard uh, during our camp fest coverage. And uh, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.